When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. The Eagles were healthy. So we want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. That was Cowboys defensive star Michael Parsons, who called out critics who come for the Cowboys and don't keep that same energy for other teams. Things have been relatively good for Dallas, who currently has the fourth best record in the NFC. While their offense is ranked middle of the pack, their head coach and offensive play caller Mike McCarthy wants people to put more respect on Dak Prescott's name. Take a listen. I love Dak Prescott as as our quarterback. I think the way he's built all the way through, obviously his physical skill set is excellent, um, you know, but what he endures mentally and emotionally compared to the other 31 is, is you know, is, is unique. Uh, I've, I've never seen, and speaking on experience of being around great quarterbacks, I've never seen a quarterback uh, under so much, under a microscope like he is. And just his consistency, you know, and his personality and work ethic and how he handles all that and navigates all that and he gets out and goes out and performs it every week. I think it's I think it's special what he has to endure. Chris Canty is here to join the party. I'm going to start with you on this one, Canty. Are you buying or selling what McCarthy is saying about Dak? I'm buying it because Dak is the quarterback for the most valuable sports franchise in North American team sports. That's why I'm buying it. The, the Cowboys are going to be scrutinized. They're going to be covered unlike any other one. The <laughs> owner, Jerry Jones, has a weekly on a radio show in Dallas when he does a segment. What other owner talks every single week in the National Football League? You can't find him. So, yeah, the, the, the scrutiny, the coverage is going to be different, but that doesn't mean that it's not warranted. Why? Because we haven't seen Dak win when it matters the most. And, and here's why people got more smoke for Dak Prescott as opposed to Jalen Hurts. Let me fill in Michael Parsons, who does an awesome podcast, by the way. Shout out to him for being able to do that. Absolutely. But they cover Dak Prescott and they criticize Dak Prescott more than Jalen Hurts because we've seen Jalen Hurts take a team to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts wasn't a passenger on last year's Eagles team. He was the bus driver. Two years ago, Jalen Hurts was a huge question mark. You were the best quarterback in the NFC, Dak Prescott. NFC's Dak Prescott. And since then, Jalen Hurts has equaled your amount of playoff wins in one playoff run and took the team to the championship rounds. How many conference championship games has Dak been to? Zero. Jalen Hurts has been to one of those. He's been to a Super Bowl. And he was a front runner for the MVP conversation until he got hurt in week 14 last year. All I'm simply saying is this. We give Jalen Hurts the benefit of the doubt because we've seen him be the catalyst for his team having success at the highest levels of the sport. We haven't seen that from Dak. We still waiting on it in his eighth full season as the starter in Dallas. You got two playoff wins, both in the wild card rounds. That's not good enough for a quarterback that continues to get paid top of the market money for the most visible franchise in the NFL. I could chime in here, but I'm going to let R.C. go first. I just ask one simple favor, R.C. When you give him one of your sermons, just save a little time for me, please. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
think uh, I think Chris hit on a ton of what's true about being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and Dak in particular. But the truth is this: when Dak plays extremely well, I feel like people are fair in saying that. But what's happened is his perspective or the prism you view him from is now a championship. Prism. It's now a championship perspective, and he hasn't shown, at least thus far, that he's the sort of quarterback or he's a quarterback that could take the Dallas Cowboys to those heights. But the Dallas Cowboys are talked about because of their owner, because they are the most valuable organization or sports organization in North American sports. And when they're playing well, we say that. When the defense is tops of the league and the way we felt early on in the season, we say that. But when you go to a big game against the San Francisco 49ers, and you poop down your leg, it is our job to say you poop down your leg. And what's going to happen is you're going to see it for more blocks, for more segments, on more shows, because they are America's team. And so it feels like you're getting it from everywhere. It feels like it's more on Dak Prescott than it is any other quarterback because of where he plays. Now, the other part of it is this. Those names that Mike McCarthy mentioned, the, the Joe Montanas, the Aaron Rodgers, the Favs, all of those names, there's a reason they haven't dealt with the adversity that Dak Prescott has. They were really damn good. We're talking about Super Bowl winners. We're talking about league MVPs. It's hard to put them through the adversity that we put Dak Prescott through from the way we speak of him because we don't have the opportunities to speak on them like that because they don't lose. And when they do lose, a lot of times it ain't their fault. And so for Dak Prescott, it's about going out, showing you can win, not the, mini, the, meaning, the uh, meaningless games, but the meaningful games. And if he can do that, then we all have to step back and say, okay, Dak, you did it. Now let's praise you on the ways that you did. I don't know about y'all, and I appreciate what both of y'all said. There's no disagreement coming from me with anything neither one of y'all said. But they make me want to throw up. <laughs> Serious. I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. They make me want to throw up. Let me tell you this, man. So let's analyze this for what it is, all right? First of all, Micah Parsons, that is a hell of a podcast. He does a great, great job, okay? And I love my brother, Micah Parsons. The brother's big time in so many different ways. I got a lot of love for him. I know what you're doing. You're coming to the defense of your quarterback. That's what this is. Because you Which he should. Well, let me finish. Put my put RC up on that screen. I want to see him when I'm seeing it. <laughs> he should. That ain't the point. He feels the need to. Why? Could it be because Dak Prescott's got his own doubts? Could it be because Dak Prescott knows he hasn't stepped up and handled his business in the moment? Could it be because Micah Parsons is surrounded by contemporaries who play on the side of the ball? You used to play on. You used to play on. Y'all know how it is. You're going to try to sit here with a straight face. This is your boy, Stephen A. Hell with them. Hell with them. I know they're your, your the contemporaries. They're your breakfast. But I'm your brother. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. Don't sit up there and play this game with me. Y'all know where I'm going. Am I making it up? You trying to tell so me that defensive dudes on the defensive side of the ball don't be looking at that offensive top be like this. <laughs> he better get this done. He better get this done. I swear to God. I mean, we got the crew right here. He, he better get it done. You trying to tell me that ain't what Michael Parsons is doing? And so somehow, someway, as you rally the troops and you, can, and you grasp one another and you grab hold of one another and you try to come together, yo, we got to big up this brother. We got to let this brother know we don't have those doubts because guess what? This came a week, not before, a week after 
You rolled up into the bay and got blitzed, got bum rushed, beat down. You ain't yeah. lose. You got your ass kicked. You understand what I'm saying? And then after that, you talking about, well, you know what? We going to take it personal. Well, they did take it personal. And they showed up and showed you they took it personal and spanked your asses. That's what happened to the Dallas Cowboys, okay? So we got that Michael Parsons stuff out of the way. Let's get that Michael Parsons out of the way. And then let me get to Mike McCarthy. This dude, this dude, this dude, Michael, Mike McCarthy. Ain't he the one that lied about, to get the job? Didn't he joke about lying and saying something about what I forgot what it was that he lied? It was all a joke, don't get me wrong. But he thought he admitted that. I was just trying to get the job. I was just trying to get the job, right? It wasn't just any job. It's Dallas Cowboys. He know about the star. He know about the billion-dollar playpen. He know about the fan base. He know about the national television exposure. He knows that the brand is worth 40% more than any other NFL brand or any sports brand, period. Everybody walking around worth not $5 billion. They worth $9 billion. As far as I'm concerned, him talking about, oh, Dak Prescott faces more scrutiny. Damn it, Mike McCarthy, you do too. We ain't talk about you as much yeah. as Green Bay as we talking about you now. Why? Because you a Dallas yeah. Cowboy. That's why. Suck it up. Stop whining all the damn time. Listen, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, I'm mad love and respect to both of them. Gee, who came up to me and gave me a hug and saw me at an NFL countdown the other day? That was Stephen Jones. You know why? Because we talk about the Cowboys. It's the brand. They understand what comes with it, but they making paper. Let's give the Dallas Cowboys credit where credit is due. Jerry Jones has elevated them to $9 billion, and they ain't won a Super Bowl in 20 years. Crazy. <laughs> they ain't won a Super Bowl in 28 years. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, the last time they won – Clinton, as in Bill Clinton, as in Bubba, mm. was the president of the United States of America. Mm. That's the last time they won. That's the last time they've been relevant. <laughs> and these brothers worth $9 billion because they get it. So Micah Parsons, Mike McCarthy, and everybody else, enough. Okay, handle your business. You play for the Dallas Cowboys. This is what comes with it. And when you get your ass kicked... All right? <laughs> then guess what? You got to take it. Period. And you know how you shut up everybody? By going out there and winning. And last point. This yeah. is about him. This is about the Las Vegas Aces and all of these other people. Guess what? You avoid in the media. You don't want to talk. You got your podcast. Come find me there. Come find me there. Don't you get the times we living in? Somebody needs to say it, so I'm going to say it. We get paid more to talk about you than we do to you. Not talking to us, but going on a podcast is making it easier for the media. Do you know, R.C., that unlike when I was doing it, now if you're the media, Chris, if you're to sit up there, right, R.C., do you know that all you these reporters listen. have to do, literally kick their feet up, have an ottoman or whatever, kick yep. their feet up, let's chill out, and guess what we're going to do? We're going to sit right here, listen. and we're going to wait for you to talk on your podcast. We don't have to go interview you. We don't have to talk to you. We don't have <laughs> to do true. anything. We can literally sit back. Put, take a take a fit. You see me kicking my feet up, right? Let me tell you something. We can literally kick our feet up and don't have to call, don't have to text, don't have to DM, don't have to email. All we have to do is sit back and wait for you to open your mouth, yeah. peel a quote from what you said, and that's the reporter's definition so, of doing their job in the year 2023. So you're making it easier for the media. You ain't making it harder. Be smart.
RC, you have something to say? So Stephen A, so, yeah, so Stephen A, you told me to be really quick when I went so you could talk for 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> that was, that's exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly, respect. That's exactly, respect. That's exactly what I do. Respect. We'll leave it there. That's so that's only for that second. Touché. Only for that second, RC. I ain't saying no second. Respect. Just that you. Respect. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We are so hyped for the tip of the NBA season, just four days away. And of course, we've got a special guest, four-time NBA champ, Andre Iguodala in the building, Amen. live in studio. Thank you for being for, uh, being here with us. We were talking about how nice your suit is earlier. Yeah. Very nice. It is dapper. It yeah, is yeah. dapper. I'll give, it to you. I'll give it to you. My wife dressed me. Oh, I love that. Smart. I love that. Smart, she did a really smart, good job. Smart thing to say. I mean, I'm sure it's true, but it's very smart for you to acknowledge <laughs> that publicly. Knock it out early. That's right. All right, so uh, Iggy, fans had been waiting for your announcement. You made an announcement earlier today uh, that you will be retiring. What message do you want to give to the fans? Well, it was, it was a beautiful run, beautiful ride. Uh, played in some great cities, played for some great organizations, learned a lot throughout the course over my career, and uh, some great teammates. And what I'm trying to do, or what I try to do off the court and be the leader of uh, investing in a tech space, and opening that door and bringing it to the players has been beautiful to watch and so we continue to go down that journey. Expanded on that a little bit, uh, what is next for you? Yeah, so I started my own uh, venture firm, mm -hmm. Mosaic um, General Partnership, $200 million early stage tech fund, investing in uh, companies all the way from uh, health tech to sports media rights, um, you know, software, all throughout the tech ecosystem and just changing the way we're thinking about it and who's getting access and who's participating in some, on some of these cap tables. Well, major, major props to you for doing that. Is that one of the biggest reasons why we haven't seen you or we're not, we're not expecting to see you on the bench coaching? Because I've always thought about you coaching, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, well, it will be there, and I don't want to close that door, but this is an opportunity that I feel like I can pass up. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of having access that's never been had, you know, you, you had a lot of 49ers players in the past, historically, uh, who have done it. Ronnie Lott's done a great job. Um, in that space, 
but I feel like as an NBA player, um, the, the, what we have in terms of our visibility across the world, you know, we do business mm-hmm. all across, you know, the universe. And um, for me, it was opening that door, getting there early with the Warriors, mm-hmm. and then taking in that. And a big part of the foundation is giving it back to the players. How, recept- how receptive have some of the players been? I mean, you've played with some of the all-time greats, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest shooting backcourt in the history of basketball, the greatest shooter that God ever created, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> is Steph Curry, Draymond, and the crew. Um, how receptive have your former teammates and your NBA brethren been with all of this? Oh, it's been beautiful. I mean, you've seen, you know, Carmelo Anthony's done a hell of a job in this yes, space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant is done a hell of a job in the space. Uh, obviously, you know, guys like LeBron, you know, he's maximized what a player of his, you know, of his stature can do, you know, but other players, you know, uh, on the, I shouldn't say on the lower end, but not as visible, they're getting access, they're being able to get on cap tables. Uh, Steph and, and Clay, myself, we just uh, bought the TGL team, Indoor Golf League with Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. That news dropped yesterday, super excited about that. So. Players have been talking a lot about ownership, you know, not just in the sports world, but through every business ecosystem that we're involved in. And then you're starting to see it in all sports. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about your former team. The Warriors made some changes this offseason, some huge changes. They have CP3 now. Do you think that they have enough to get it done and win another championship? Yeah, I mean, when you you got Steph Curry in your team, you always have a chance. And you can can never count them out. I think it's him and LeBron. Mm -hmm. You can't count them out until it's over. And I think CP is going to be an addition to that team. You know, Steve Kerr spoke to it already in terms of the leadership he's brought to the team. Um, turnovers have been a problem for the Warriors historically, and CP is one of those guys who can settle them down. I'm super excited about him and what he's going to be able to bring out of Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga's probably had one of the better preseasons in the entire NBA. Um, you know, Wiggins is Wiggins. You know, uh, Clay. You know, going into a contract year. You know, with the Warriors, there's always been something that's brewing and will it get in their way? Mm-hmm. It hasn't gotten their way thus far, and I, won't, I think that won't be the case. with. I ain't going to get on it too much, but that damn Kaminga and Moody, they got to step up now. I mean, it's time. No, they ready. They, they've been around. They've been around now. They ain't rookies no more. It's, <laughs> it's, it's time. We, because I, I, I don't need to see Steph running to the ground. A brother 35 years old. I don't need to see him running to the ground. Clay Thompson, real quickly, contract negotiations, they're part. Um, this is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Four-time champion. His resume speaks for itself. Um, we might not have liked it how he responded to Devin Booker giving it to him. He gonna have to. He gonna have to handle that this season. But your thoughts as to Klay Thompson and what the future should be for him in Golden State or somewhere else? Your thoughts? Well, we haven't seen. We've only seen, but so many organizations have this type of success. In NBA history, you know, you got the Lakers, Celtics, uh, Spurs, uh, the, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like a decade-long stretch, you don't, you don't see it too often. And I think all parties understand the importance of that legacy. And I think those guys have to finish their careers together. Mm. Let me move on uh, asking you, because obviously when we think about the Warriors, the reality is, is that when you think about the top teams in the West, you know, like the top three teams per se, that's not the, those are not the names that come to mind. It's the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal now along with Booker. It's the obviously reigned and defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets. And then people look at, dare I say, the Lakers, because they were in the conference finals last year, and AD and LeBron James is still there. Your thoughts about the Golden State Warriors and how they fit in the upper echelon? 
of the Western Conference. Well, like I said, as long as you got Steph Curry in your team, you got a chance. You know, I feel like he went in there and stole a championship in the 22. Mm-hmm. You know, and every other team that's won an NBA championship outside of the Warriors have had some size down low. Like, they've been big teams. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lakers, you know, or any team that LeBron's been on. Mm-hmm. You know, either it was Kevin Love or, um, you know, Anthony Davis with the Lakers. Yes, sir. Jokic. Mm-hmm. Giannis, mm-hmm. it's always been size. Mm-hmm. And so Steph has been an outlier and it continue and until we someone figures out how to stop him or keep him from getting there, he's always he's always got a chance. You don't find yourself concerned about size when you look at Golden State in terms of Draymond Green, in terms of Kavon Looney being down low. Don't you need you don't you think you need additional size down there? I know you got Sarek there now, but don't you think you need additional size there? I think size is a size in the NBA has become the NFL running back. And you don't realize you need it mm. until you need it. Yeah. And so I think size is important. Uh, Kevon Looney doesn't get enough credit. He's good. 20 re- he's getting 20 rebounds, mm-hmm. you know, every other week it seems like. And, right. you know, but we all ask him what's his vertical. Right. You know, and so uh, Draymond is Draymond. He's a historical player, you know, in terms of what he brings to a team. We've never seen something like that, a guy undersized and have that much impact on both ends of the floor, despite everyone always trying to highlight his deficiencies. Mm-hmm. He just keeps figuring it out, and he's a winner. Without revisiting, because we don't need to revisit Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, your former teammates, and what happened with them. But it does it is worth asking this question. How much better do you believe things are going to be this year from an environmental perspective compared to what it was last year because of how that incident really compromised the team to some degree? Well, I think it's better for all parties. You know, I'm looking for Jordan Poole to be one of the top scorers in the league, not just the East. You know, we saw what he did in three quarters yeah. the other right. night in New York. And damn Knicks. And yeah. He started. Yeah. And, 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 you know, off. all-star year or possibilities for Jordan Poole if they can get the wins to match up with the statistics. Now, as I spoke about with the Warriors before, Chris Paul, Chris Paul is that guy who's always reached the maximum potential of all the teams that he's been on. And how often can you say that for any player in league mm-hmm. history? It's only but a handful. Let me transition to a different subject, more of a macro subject, because when we talk about player participation, that's been a subject that's been tackled this offseason because of the, what the rule, what the league has implemented. Kawhi Leonard spoke out about it. He didn't feel like he was somebody that should be targeted. Fair to him, because uh, injuries are injuries. The flip side to it, however, is that I'm talking to a guy right here in Andre Iguodala. You, sir, the first five, your, your five of your first six years, you played all 82 games. Mm-hmm. That is not something we see. In today's day and age, talk to us about why you believe that is the case and talk to us about how you feel about the league and their movement towards trying to implore players to play more and take the regular season, 82 game regular season, a bit more seriously. Well, I mean, where I grew up in Illinois, so saw Michael Jordan, you know, saw Scottie Pippen. Those guys were playing 80, 81, 82 games every single season. And anytime you spoke to Michael Jordan, it was about no matter where I was at. I wanted the world to know I was the best player in the history of the game. And you look at the last dance, and you look at they went to France yep. in the preseason. And MJ's out there playing as if it's a championship game. So I think it's just that competitive nature. You know, I played down in Miami. Mm-hmm. I played in Heat culture. Mm-hmm. You step on that floor, you know, you're trying to show the people who right. you are. It's 450 basketball but, players, and you want to prove that we're the best league in the world, and every single night you're going to get the best product. But do you believe that the league was right? in taking this position, um, and, and how do you feel about players who are not playing? I will say this. Let me, let me throw in this caveat. 
I want to make sure I highlight it. It ain't always the players. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got strength and conditioning coaches right. collaborating with the analytics department, and they're coming to the players and saying, we're well, going to sit you down now. We're going to implore you not to play. That's not the way it used to be, but that's the way it is. And many players have said to me, look, man, it ain't all our fault. Stop, you know, make sure you point right. out it's them too. I want to know where you stand on all of that. Well, there, there, that is something that happens where I've seen a player say, I'm playing tonight. And the training staff saying, I think you should sit or we're sitting you. Or you have a plan out even before the season starts. You're going to sit out this night, this night, this night. And so I think that gets thrown out in terms of the perception mm-hmm. of who's at fault. We know how politics go. You know, we know how it goes in the negotiation, you know, in CBA negotiation, who's at fault. And so that can be a ploy or a tactic that's thrown on the player. I think that that can be unfair. At the same time, it's a partnership. And both sides have to understand we want to put out the best product. We're going into, you know, negotiations on a new TV deal and how that's going to be bundled and split up. And so when you're looking at it like that, you know, we got a certain amount of national televised games. You want to make sure your best players and your best products out there. But at the same time, as a collective with the league and the players, we want to have the best product night in, night out, regardless of who's playing. This is a reminder. Yeah. Olympic gold medalist 2012. Of course. NBA Finals MVP mm-hmm. 2015, four-time NBA champion. That's yeah, what I'm talking sure, to, asking these sure. questions to. I just feel like it's good to throw out your resume. <laughs> I'm sure the wife would appreciate that. Wife would appreciate that. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the basketball court a little bit and go to the Eastern Conference. The Bucks mm-hmm. and the Celtics, both teams look very different. Which team do you trust to go to the NBA Finals this year? Drew Holiday might be one of the most underrated players. He is the most underrated player of this generation. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to not make – all defensive team every single year, every year he's been in the league. I spent some time with him in Philly. I saw that at a young age. Yeah. This guy's different. He's a similar. Every team he's been on maximized their potential, regardless if they were making a run in the championship mm-hmm. or if they, you know, down in New Orleans, they always were competing and they can always upset. So I'm a huge Drew Holiday fan. Mm-hmm. I know what he brings to the table. He's a great balance for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like Prozingas is in a really good situation for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going with the Celtics until they prove me wrong. Milwaukee Bucks, very, very, very talented team. They got to figure out, I shouldn't say they have to, but they Mm -hmm. will have to figure out Mm -hmm. how they'll delegate, Mm -hmm. you know, the responsibilities with Mm -hmm. who's handling the ball the Mm -hmm. most. Right. Giannis is so used to being ball dominant. He'll get over it. Dame is this Dame time. It's Dame. It's Dame time. (laughs) Hell with it. Giannis will get over it. We all know he ain't shooting no perimeter shots. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be doing that when when it's time. Get the ball to Dame. Okay, to close. Let them do everything for three quarters and, and, and 11 minutes and make sure that last minute go to dance. Really interesting, though, defensively, yeah. how will Milwaukee adjust? I don't think that's given enough, right. you know, spotlight in terms of a possible deficiency mm-hmm. where Drew right. Holiday can guard. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, when we played against him, mm-hmm. when I was with the Warriors, mm-hmm. he guarded Draymond, he guarded KD, mm-hmm. he guarded Steph, yeah. he guarded Clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How will Milwaukee be able to adjust with some of the defensive line or some of the defensive schemes they'll implement with that team? Well, listen, this ain't going to be your last time on first take, so I just think it's important that you just let the public know. All of that stuff that you just broke down, which is absolutely positively accurate, all you have to do is start off by saying, I agree with Stephen A. That's exactly what I was saying last (laughs) week. Anyway, before before we let you go, sleeper in each conference, a team nobody's talking about or not talking about enough that you believe can make some noise and disrupt the power structure in each respective conference. Mm. Who's that in the the West? Who's that in the East? In the West, I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings. 
save a, agree with that. Save a 50-point game seven Are they really a sleeper, though, then? That's right. Well, After last season? They're always going to be a sleeper because, you know, those smaller market teams mm -hmm. always yeah, get the true. short end of the stick yeah. in terms of, you know, national presence, right. you know, how often they're being written about. But what Mike Brown has been able to do with that mm -hmm. team, you know, uh, well, what he's been able to do with Sabonis, you know, uh, swipe yeah, a fox. fox. Swipe yeah. a fox. Yeah. The real deal. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a name that can be a, a sleeper pick. Should have been pick. a Laker. It, should be a, it might be a sleeper pick for 2024 yeah. in Paris. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. Two-way player. He's Offense, a star. defense. He's a star. Making shots. You know, you saw some of the game winners yeah. he was making last year. The one he had in Orlando. Yeah. He pulled up, like, from Steph Range. Was yeah. Mad hard. Crazy. Scared nothing. Over to the East. Yep. Uh, you got to – everyone's talking about Milwaukee and Boston. Mm -hmm. um, I got to give some love to your Knicks. Okay. They don't have enough star power. I know. They, but they changed the culture of the Knicks. And, okay. and, and they're going to be able to get, uh, I feel like, a oh, superstar touch my heart right now. sometime in the future. <laughs> touching my heart right now. But let me tell you something about these Knicks. Since you brought them up, I wasn't going to bring them up because I, that, that's, that's my sleeper. You know what I'm saying? It's really, really nice that the culture has changed. It's really, really nice that Brunson is that dude. That and Somebody's got to let Julius Randle know you're really a third option, not a number one option, but the brother can play. Damn it. They stockpiling picks. You got to use them at some point. You can't just be stockpiling mm. picks, okay? You got to trade something. You got like 11 picks in the next seven years. Trade some of them and get a star. Go after Donovan Mitchell again. Well, that's what you Donovan Mitchell again. That's what you get the picks for. That's right. So you can package it. That's right. But I think you got to be very strategic about who you bring in here. I think you want somebody with a history, a history of being able to make a run. You know, like the All NBA. Right. The, the NBA is a fine line between that top ten guys and everybody else. You got to take chances, though. I mean, you the Knicks. Beggars can't be choosy. You ain't have a damn star. Okay, Melo was a star, but he wasn't LeBron James. Patrick Ewan was a star, but he wasn't a large one. And Bernard King had bad knees. Okay, and that's what David, I'm saying. There's limitations. You got you, you can get Giannis. Who knows? You can, you might be able to get Giannis. I got I got to think about this. I got to think okay. about this. Who's the star that will come to New York? And, and can, can somebody convince Dolan to move to Vegas with that sphere that he built and all of that? <laughs> Let him just stay there. Let him just stay there and don't even come to New York for the games. That'll be a better. That'll improve their chances. Embiid's. Wow. Embiid's. And, and B. Okay. And B okay. or Giannis. There we go. Or Giannis. And B. But I yeah. still love me some Donovan Mitchell, but not over those two. Iggy, thank you so much for stopping by. Very Congrats, excited to baby. see what you do in retirement. Thank it's going to be a fun time, I'm thank sure. You. you know, you could always teach the rest of us how to make some money. I mean, you ain't just got to make all of it for yourself with you and your boys. I mean, you, you <laughs> can teach some people how to make some more money. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. 
very big one in Columbus, Ohio this weekend as Penn State comes to town. We welcome in one of my faves, Desmond Howard, who is in his favorite place, Columbus, Ohio. You can hear how much that they love him there. All right, Desmond, we got a huge matchup, as I mentioned. Seventh-ranked Penn State, number three, Ohio State. Who do you think has the, the edge in this one? From a mental standpoint, uh, the Buckeyes, they got the edge. I mean, you look at James Franklin since he's been at Penn State. He's like one and eight. On three separate occasions, they've blown fourth quarter leads to Ohio State. So I think mentally, Ohio State has the edge. But physically, this may be the best team that James Franklin has ever assembled to take on the Buckeyes. I mean, he has one of the best defenses in the nation. They're number one in total defense, number one in passing defense, number two in scoring defense, number three against the rush. And they have a guy, Kalen King, number four. He's a cornerback from Detroit, Michigan. When you see this young man play, he's a cover corner. You put him on the island by himself. I don't care if even Marvin Harrison Jones, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is out there. But he's also very physical. He likes to insert himself in the running game. So watch for Marvin Harrison Jr. against Kalen King. That's the game within the game to keep an eye on. How are you feeling about Ohio State overall this year based compared to what you saw from them last year with C.J. Stroud? You know, that's a very good question, Stephen A. We didn't know what to expect from Ohio State from an offensive standpoint because we didn't know who was going to be the, the quarterback. And uh, Ryan Day, the head coach, he took several weeks before he said, okay, Kyle McCord, you're going to be our starter. And things started off kind of shaky, but then they went to South Bend. We were there, and they eked out a victory, last-second run, into the end zone, they beat Notre Dame. When they did that, Stephen, I think that gave this team a lot of confidence. It gave them a boost as far as where Kyle McCord stands with the team. So now I think they're starting to get their identity and know who they are as a team. I still don't think they're as strong up front. They struggle to get their running game going. Trevion Henderson, their stud tailback, has been in and out of the lineup. I'm not sure about his availability for tomorrow. So I think that's been the biggest issue. Ryan Day's team... They have to establish the run. That opens up everything for their offense. So I don't see them being the team that they were a year ago yet. But tomorrow, this big stage against a top-ranked defense in the nation, this will give them an opportunity to show the college football world who they are, not only as a team, but as an offense under Kyle McCord. Let me transition to the University of Michigan, your alma mater. We all know that Coach Harbaugh is in the news. Um, and, the, and, the, and the program is in the, room, in the news for the wrong reasons. Sign-stealing scandal now or whatever. Is this a big deal? Is this much ado about nothing? What is it? Well, Stephen, they, as, a, um, as an analyst and as a former player, I looked at the headline. I thought the, the, the headline was more salacious than the content because you say stealing signs and you understand that that's what teams do I mean you scout teams you try to pick up things that they're doing to, to give you a competitive advantage I mean when you watch the NFL you see coaches calling plays like this all the time why do you see them doing that because they don't even want you reading their lips they don't want to give their opponent any sort of competitive advantage I had to look at the rule Stephen A., I had no idea that there is a rule against scouting because that's all we've ever done since I played football, but there is a rule. So with that being said, uh, Jim Harbaugh said that he plans to fully um, participate in this investigation. Warden Manuel, the athletic director at Michigan said, you know, he pretty much echoed the same sentiments. 
So we'll see what happens with this investigation. All right, let's go over to the ACC. There's a lot of parody in college football this season, right? Florida State, uh, are they as good as any team in the country? Well, the crowd behind me said no. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how, how many Florida State games they've seen, but they got some quality wins. I mean, when you look at teams like Florida State, top-ranked teams, you start to look at their opponents, right? Don't forget, so they knocked off LSU. LSU has Jaden Daniels. He's playing as well as any quarterback in the nation right now. And then they also went to Clemson, and they beat Dabo Swinney's team down there in overtime. So they have some quality victories. I think Jordan Travis is having a phenomenal year. They have great receivers. This Keon Coleman kid, the transfer wideout out of uh, Michigan State is special. He is, I mean, they think, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is wide receiver number one. Mm -hmm. The people in Tallahassee, they may beg the difference because Keon Cohen be like, okay, hold my beer. Let me do what I do. So I love what I see. And they have a running game that's pretty strong. I do think that they're one of the top teams in the nation right now. But Duke, Duke, playing Duke tomorrow is going to be a great mm -hmm. test. Yeah. Because just like Ohio State's offense going up against Penn State's defense, Florida State's offense going up against this Mike Elko Duke defense right. is going to be it's, it's, it's like must-watch television. I guarantee you that. Daz, tell the people behind you, I'll see them next month. I got to give a speech at Ohio State University, the Ohio State. I'm coming to the house. I expect them to be just as loud when I roll up in there. I'll see y'all next month. I'll see y'all next month. All right, see Daz, enjoy your time out there. All you guys coming out, right? Coming out to support you, brother. Enjoy your time out there in Columbus, Ohio. You can catch him and the game day crew tomorrow he at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that people that. looking warm in Ohio. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Huge games in the NFL this weekend, so let's dive into some game picks. We start with an interconference matchup between the 5-1 and one Lions and the 4-2 and two Ravens. Stephen A., who do you have in this one? 
I'm going to go with the Ravens for this okay. one. For some reason, I think they're holding off a dear life. I mean, I know they're 4-2, but the bottom line is they got to play better. They know it. Um, the Lions are for real. They're going to make a statement. The Ravens got to be ready, and I'm going to predict that Lamar Jackson on his home turf will be ready for this one. All right, Super Bowl preview. We got Eagles, Dolphins. Who do you have? Going with the Eagles. Okay. I'm going with the Eagles. If they had lost, if they had won last week, I'd have picked them to lose this week. But because they lost last week, I don't see the Eagles losing two in a row. Have a good weekend.